Welcome to the Practice Impossible Podcast, where your host, Jude Pierre, MD, also known as Coach JPMD, discusses medical practice topics that will guide you through the maze that is the business of medicine and teach you how to increase profits and help populations live long. Your mission, should you choose to accept, is to listen and be transformed. Now, here's your host, Coach JPMD. Hey there, thank you for listening to the Practice Impossible Podcast. And before we get into the episode and listen to the intro, I'd like you to do one thing. If you can just pause this episode right now and share it with one doctor friend that you might know. Thank you for doing that. This will let me know that I have your support in continuing this podcast. Thank you for your support, and uh, here we go. So in this episode, I'm going to be getting some brotherly advice on how to improve your patient's experience with my own brother, Laurent Pierre Jr., Okay, so how many of you out there can say that you can get good advice from your younger sibling? Well, I'm blessed to say that I can. We also had a mom that always inspired us to reach for the highest level. And I think that inspired us to do what we do. And my brother, who graduated from Howard University, just like myself, he couldn't stay away from me. He's two years younger than I am, and and he just couldn't stay away. So he joined me at Howard when I was in my junior year, or was it my sophomore year, and Today we're joined by him, and he's going to give us his advice on how he manages to provide the best customer experience for his clients. Now, my brother's not a doctor, and he doesn't work in the healthcare field, but he is general manager at Azure Customer Experience at Microsoft and uh, works with the U.S. government and provides customer experience and customer support for them. So why would I have him on a Practice Impossible podcast talking about patients and healthcare, that's because I think he brings a lot of information to the space. He's given me a lot of advice on running my practice and and also, you know, some of his experience as a patient as well uh, in the healthcare field with dealing with uh, different issues. So I thought he would be great to interview because of his knowledge and experience, and I thought it'd be fun. And so you might wonder, what is Azure support? Well, Azure is Microsoft's version of the cloud, cloud computing, so uh, they store a lot, a lot of information and data, uh, just like the Amazon Cloud and the IBM Cloud. Well, Azure is the Microsoft Cloud. And as you know, uh, as you run a business, as you run your medical practice, as you see patients in the emergency room or in the hospitals, you have to provide the best customer experience or patient experience to your patient population. Otherwise, patients don't go back, they complain, and they don't really do what you want them to do. So our discussion is going to be centered around how to improve your patient's experience from an expert in customer experience. So here we go. So today we're talking about customer experience. And for a couple of months now, I've been trying to figure out how am I going to get my brother to be on the Practice Impossible podcast? And he's not a doctor, he's not in the medical field, but he's really helped me understand customer experience and and really what it means in terms of patient experience. So welcome Laurent Pierre Jr. to the Practice Impossible podcast. So uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Thank you, Coach JPMD, for having me. So you know customer experience is one of my favorite topics to discuss. So obviously that's going to be your, your great segue to get me here. 
So customer experience, I've been working with customers for quite some time. When I graduated from Howard in D.C. a long time ago, so I won't date myself, one of the things that I was trying to figure out is what do I want to do? Do I want to go into finance or do I want to go into IT? And I ended up doing both for probably the first five or six years of my career and then just fell in love with technology and what it can do for customers and more importantly, what it could do for your regular consumer. And so that's uh, pretty much when I decided that I was going to go all in into the customer experience management arena. And uh, 20 years later, I'm enjoying it. And it's still as fun as it was when I first started. So you say customer experience, but you weren't doing, well, I guess you were doing customer experience because I, I remember you working on this, the Senate or Capitol Hill or whatever. I mean, a lot of stuff that you did, I didn't even understand. So can you tell me about a little bit of what you did in the, the early days of your career? Sure. In the early, uh, probably mid-90s, right after college, my first job out of college was working on Capitol Hill for a company at the time called Intelligent Solutions. And now I believe Lidos purchased them. And literally, that was my first experience working for a software company. And back then, we you would hear terms such as customer service, usually dealing with uh, billing, subscription, those types of things. Then customer support or technical support is dealing with technology, enterprise software, helping Fortune 500 customers. And so my first role out of college was literally working with our Senate customers, our congressional staffers, and we basically were there every day on the Hill uh, helping our Senate offices engage with their constituents with our software. And uh, that was my first experience working not only with that type of software, but also understanding that each Senate office had their own needs. Each congressional office had their own needs as well. At the time, I didn't realize that customer experience was the umbrella that I was working under. But as a consultant, part of what we're doing is understanding what it was that our customers were looking to get out of our software. And so once you understood that, basically you work backwards to deliver and make sure that they were reaching their outcomes as customers. And and as the years went on, every role that I had, I picked up some new skills along the way. And that's uh, pretty much how I got into this area of the business and been loving it ever since. And this is exactly what you studied in at Howard, right? This is, you know, you had an IT degree there and... <laughs> not not at all, actually. So, so <laughs> I, I went in with the idea that I was going to go around the world and travel and be an international business person. And uh, life had... And that, was your ma- and that was your major, international that, business, was That was my undergrad. And uh, subsequent to that, I went and earned my MBA in finance and management, as you remember, and that also wasn't a path that I followed, but it's been instrumental in, in helping me and being able to marry my technology experience with my business experience. And that's helped me engaging with customers all over the country, around the globe. Uh, but more importantly, that inextricable link between finance, IT, and customer experience, that helped me tremendously as I've been uh, working with uh, different companies over the years. And so one of those companies, I think, was a small company that some people on the podcast might have heard of, and that's IBM. I think you worked for IBM at one point, right? What did you do there? I did. So IBM. So I spent 14 years at IBM. Interesting story on IBM. So my entire career, I actually avoided working for IBM until IBM acquired the company that I was working for. So at that time, it was a strange entry period into the company, but it was the best decision 
to stay that I've ever made because at IBM, I learned all types of things around revenue recognition, understanding different industries. At the time, uh, IBM had a great vertical uh, experience and expertise. And so I was able to service customers literally in retail, manufacturing, healthcare, automotive, energy, all types of customers. And that really deepened my knowledge for not only the industry challenges, but also uh, the different types of things that we had to do to support the variety of customers that we came across over the years. And so uh, can you kind of help us tr- uh, help, help the audience understand your transition from IBM to another small company, uh, Microsoft? How'd you end up doing that? Because I still can't figure out how, how you went and did that jump. And I think, and from what I've, you've told me, you're doing pretty well there. So what, what are you doing at Microsoft that can relate to some of the things that we talk about and you help me with in terms of uh, understanding customer experience or patient experience? Fair enough. So Microsoft, the journey to Microsoft was was also an interesting one where Microsoft reached out via LinkedIn and we started having some conversations and uh, one conversation led to another. And I ended up being the general manager for the U.S. government support delivery. And what's interesting about uh, my role currently is although I'm, I'm working with the U.S. government, uh, I'm around a lot of my colleagues who are working with Literally 95% of all Fortune 500 companies are using Azure, the Azure services, the cloud technology, et cetera. And so I've been able to really leverage, if you take a look at my entire career, it's a combination of all of the things that I've been learning, acquiring, experiencing throughout each of my each of the companies I work for to be able to deliver the work that I do today. So I have an amazing team of folks uh, spread across the country that are delivering the highest level of support, uh, engaging with our customers and helping them with the nation's most critical issues from COVID delivery to helping our national security to helping the department, all of the departments that you can imagine across the U.S. government. So very proud of the team that I have, but more importantly, the work that I'm doing is what I would consider extremely meaningful in terms of what we're what we're delivering for our customers. Yeah, and, and so, you know, as we kind of try to figure out how this all connects to practicing medicine, uh, you know, physicians, you know, we're not taught how to, you know, engage in in customer experience or patient experience. We we know how to treat heart attacks and strokes, but there's a level of business acumen that we need to as physicians understand so how does customer experience and your experience with, you know, what you've done over the past 20 years translate or is related to patient experience? Uh, so, I know that you're not medical, but go ahead. It's a great question. So if you take a look, for example, and, and a shameless plug for Microsoft Cloud for Healthcare, we're yes. transforming the healthcare journey for patients and for doctors. Think about how you want to, as, as a physician, want to enhance the patient engagement from the time they call your office for scheduling to when they come in to the care and advice and guidance that you're giving them, how you access their information. People want to know that their data is secure. They want to know that it's accessible only to those that need to have it. They want to make sure that their last visit was captured so they're not having to repeat themselves over again. And they also want to know that from a delivery and experience perspective, a patient experience, they want to know that they can trust their doctor. And so all of that is related in the sense that when you're providing a patient experience, it's the end-to-end journey. A lot of people look at, for example, the patient experience as a transactional, you go to the ATM machine, you 
put in your card and you take money out and you're done. But if you're really caring for your patient, it's about the whole patient. Sometimes patients come and they're in in a, a healthy state and sometimes they're just coming to do a wellness check. It's how the, but the bedside manner that you provide to your patients is the equivalent of how my team is engaging with customers to solve their technical problems, right? And so what we try to do is create that experience that customers not only will remember that XYZ person treated them well, but solved their problem, but also they showed a level of empathy around the problems that they came with how they're engaging with them and making sure that that you as their physician understand the challenges that they're facing. And sometimes it may not even be medical, maybe something at home, but during the time that you spend, and I know physicians have to allocate a certain amount of time because they have a full stack of patients or, to go through during a day, but all of those things matter at every, what we like to call touch points in the customer experience mm-hmm. journey. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to, from the time they walk into your practice, they need to feel that your team, your staff cares, but more importantly, when they see you as their physician, that you care about what they're coming to you for as well. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, it brings me to, or you remind me of a patient who I actually spoke to last night at 530 after, after hours, she had left a message for her, me to call her back. And it was a question that she had. And I have a system in, in place where we use the computer system to leave messages. And one of the things I try to do is return my patient messages. And it could be four or five patients who want to call back. But I totally understand exactly what you're saying, because it, it's not just the, the treating the patient in the office, but it's answering a question after hours. Because one of the first things she said was, oh, my God, you're calling me back in the same day. That is awesome. Thank you for doing that. And uh, she was appreciative of that, that experience that we created for her. So, you know, I know that you've, you know, had, you know, have gone through your experiences sometimes with medical. And so what, what are some of the good and bad experiences that you've faced that has made you think, man, I wish we had a different customer experience when I went to this doctor, I went, I had this experience. So I will share one that happened literally this week. So I went for my lab work and I won't say which facility I went to. But the person that was drawing, doing the drawing my blood, the phlebotomist just had the worst bedside manner from the time she opened the door to greet me to the time she sat down. It was just just a poor experience altogether. As I was explaining to her kind of the difficulties of drawing on my arm, et cetera, she could care less about what it was that I had to say. She didn't want to know which areas to poke, uh, nothing of the nat- of that nature. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, how is this person interfacing with customers all day? And and I, I, I always wonder, <laughs> what, because it's an, it comes natural when I encounter a poor customer experience, whether I'm at Publix or at the store, and someone who's just just not happy engaging with customers. And to me, I just kept thinking to myself, I hope this is going to, I hope she gets it right on the first time, which guess what? Two pokes later, <laughs> we, we, we finished that transaction, I would say. And literally she was a hundred percent transactional in her engagement. And I'll be honest, if, if I go back, uh, I will definitely request someone different just because of the experience that I had there. And that's just what, what should be a, what's usually a anxiety high situation, finding the right phlebotomist to draw blood. But in this case, when you add poor experience to that, it just makes it a memorable experience for the wrong reasons. Yeah. And so what are, can you give me an example of a great customer experience in, in healthcare and 
that you can share with and, and maybe a physician looking listening out there might be able to kind of emulate? Sure. I mean, if you take a look at COVID, a lot of physicians have had to step up their game with telemedicine. Some physicians had never done it before, and some interactions may be awkward. Some didn't have the technology. Some just decided they're not going to do it at all. And so when I engage with my physicians, one of the things is that uh, it's important. Some people sort of devalue the small talk that happens around family, how things work, et cetera, and just dive into it. And, and some of the physicians that I have, I, what I appreciate the most is that they remember the last conversation. They actually remember the notes that they took. They actually are asking about the story that I shared about my family because I'm always talking about my kids, my wife, daughter, except my daughter, my sons. And those are the kind of things that that keep me with a particular physician. But when you have an experience where a physician is transactional, I'm going to keep using that word because the word transactional is synonymous with someone who's not really interested in building that relationship. And that's what's the most important piece yep. between a yep. patient and a doctor, a, a customer and a technical support center. It's building that relationship, knowing that that person not only cares, but also is interested in your well-being. You, you hit it right on the nose. Uh, I, you know, many, many of uh, the episodes and the uh, interview, the guests that I've had have mentioned relationships and and even some uh, many of the books that we read, the emotional intelligence. We talk about relationship management and understanding how to uh, manage relationships is key in connecting with people. And so, how do you measure that? good customer experience on your side. So in the IT world, you're dealing with, you know, the federal government, you're dealing with Fortune 500 companies. How do you measure your customer experience? Sure. So customer experience starts uh, from the time the customer goes to our website to try, download, experience Azure, experience our products and services. It starts with a customer chatting with a sales representative to find out how much XYZ service or product is going to cost. And so from that point, that end-to-end -end journey, that's that's part of the things that we need to be measuring. So in the customer service support space, we have something called Net Promoter Score, also known NPS. And that's a scale of 1 to 10. If you've ever gone shopping online or if you've ever gone to a store, you get an email that says, Dr. Pierre, how would you recommend our company or product or services to your friend or, uh, or, or family? That Net Promoter Score is one element of that. A lot of companies use something called CSAT, Customer Satisfaction. It's a scale from one to five. Rate us on how well we did with this particular thing that you came to us for. Another metric is, is how did you solve the problem on the first time? Or did the customer have to come multiple times to get the problem solved? Time to resolution is another metric as well. What was the length of time from the time the customer called us to when the issue was resolved? And so there's a variety of other things as well that we use, but those are the key ones that, that we look at because these are the things that make a memorable experience for our customers. But I would say one more thing that can you really measure it? It's consistent quality delivery. Right. So you can't have an experience mm -hmm. where on Monday you come to the company and you experience great service. And on Wednesday, you experience not so great service. The service has to be consistent throughout the interaction. But more importantly, once the interaction's done, you also have to have a closed feedback loop that makes sure that feedback, good or bad, that the customer provides is responded to. Actions are taken, especially when the feedback's not great, and that you follow up with the customer and say, we heard what you said about your recent experience. Here are the things that we did to fix it. 
Yeah. Here's my personal information to engage with me should you have any problems in the future. And that's something that that closed feedback loop, a lot of companies miss that because they're focused on too much metrics and not enough experience. Yeah. And, and physicians tend to not do that because of the, I think the fear, at least in my realm or my, um, my practice, sometimes you fear what's going to happen on the other side. You know, if the patient does not have an improved customer experience and you're fearful that they're going to come back at you or say something that's negative. But I, I see that as a positive because if we haven't fixed the problem, then we haven't fixed the problem. So we need to keep working on it. And so what we do is we have weekly meetings, weekly staff meetings to kind of go over stuff. And, but I, I have to say that I'm not, I'm definitely not as good as, as getting feedback from patients who have had issues that we've resolved. So that's, that's definitely something I would think about doing. And so that, that answers my, it was one of my other questions. How do you, how do you improve it? And I think you've, you've answered that. So what would be one thing that you could tell a doctor such that by telling them this one thing, it would help everything else? What would you say that one thing would be to telling a physician? Definitely. It has to be, you have to manage your practice with empathy. You have to keep the customers at the center of every decision that you make from scheduling, the way you have your seating, your processes for intake, your engagement with the customer, it starts with empathy. So if you cannot empathize with your customer situation, if you don't focus your energies on what the customer experience is, remember it comes from the time they call your office to schedule an appointment. That's mm -hmm. when it starts. And so for the, the one thing I would say is that if you put the customer at the center of every decision that you're making, you will have customers for life. We have a, there's a financial term around customer lifetime value, right? And, and mm -hmm. it's, it's a revenue metric, but from a, a medical practice perspective, you pretty much want to have a customer for life. And how you get that is by creating those memorable experiences, making sure your customers, your patients have an emotional connection to your practice. That says, I, I moved 20 miles away, but I'm going to drive 20 miles to go see Dr. Pierre because of the way his staff treated me, because of the way he showed empathy, because of the way he shows that he cares. And he helped me even when it was an issue that was outside of his practice. He found me a specialist for XYZ situation for my daughter. Those are the kind of above and beyond types of things that I would recommend every doctor in America d does. You just described how to practice impossible, my brother. So I try. I, I, I truly appreciate this conversation and you've gone uh, beyond uh, the expectations of a uh, younger brother. And, wow. Uh, <laughs> Coming from you, that's a big deal right there. Is this recorded? It is recorded. Yes, it, it'll be recorded and, and online. So I'll be I sure to share it with, throughout the family. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the conversation and I know you're busy and, you know, it's, it's been a pleasure having you share your experiences on how to improve customer experiences and patient experiences. So thank you. So if you could uh, let us know, how, how can we find you? So if, if someone is interested in hearing more about what you've done and what you're doing at Microsoft and, and other places, how, how do we find you? So another shameless pr plug, you're going to find me if I'm not with customers dealing with the crisis and challenges, you'll find me on LinkedIn, sharing content, engaging with folks. I would start it out as a hobby. I'm on there every day. So if you go to, if you just Google Laurent Pierre Jr., you'll find me on, on LinkedIn or on Twitter. Feel free to connect. Feel free to engage. I'm always up for some good conversations around uh, customer experience. And it uh, looks like I've, 
I've added a new thread of patient experience. So happy to engage in that way as well. Thank you so much. And uh, I'll definitely leave some show notes for our audience uh, to, to where to find you. And again, thank you for the excellent conversation. Coach JPMD, that means a lot coming from you. So <laughs> be safe, be well, and talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye.